Grace and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word from God through which the Holy Spirit brings us to our Savior is the gospel for the second Sunday after Christmas that's printed on the back of the bulletin, Luke chapter 1, verses 68 through 75. These are the words that Zechariah spoke after nine months of silence. He spoke them when his son, John the Baptist, was born, and on the eighth day after his birth when he was named and given that name, John. You see, the angel had appeared to Zechariah and told him that he and his wife Elizabeth would have a child, because Zechariah did not believe, he was struck, unable to speak until the child was born and named. And then by the Holy Spirit he said, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. Salvation from our enemies, and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy to our fathers, and to remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies, and to enable us to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. This is the word of our Lord. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, fellow saints washed clean in the blood of our risen Savior. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself. President Franklin Delano Roosevelt spoke those words at his first inaugural address in 1933, and there's some truth in them. As the country faced the Great Depression, Fear could easily paralyze the efforts needed to get the economy going again. And no doubt in your own life you know how paralyzing fear can be. Fear of failure can lead us to not try something that could be helpful. Fear of the future, which we often call worry, wastes away the present. Fear of disappointment stifles hope. And maybe that was part of Zechariah's problem when the angel Gabriel appeared to him. For you see, he and his wife Elizabeth for many years had hoped for a child. Now they had resigned themselves finally to the fact that they were too old and they would not have children. Why get his hopes up again by believing the angel's words that that he and his wife would have a child who would be the forerunner of the Savior? Fear can be our own worst enemy. But let's face it, there's also more to fear than just fear itself. For we do live in a world that's infected by wickedness and evil. The old evil foe is hard at work. Death is grasping at each one of us until it finally drags us into the grave. And we don't have to look farther than our own hearts to find out how fearful evil can be. Now, to blindly ignore this fear 
would lead us right into the arms of evil as if we were good friends. For evil can put on a friendly face, but its aim is to hurt and harm and torture. Evil is the enemy. And swallowing our fear and doing our best to fight against evil isn't going to work either. For you see, we are no match for the devil and his forces. A newly hatched chick has a much better chance against a pack of wolves. Fear at least recognizes that truth that we cannot stand against the forces of evil and the prince of this world. And until we recognize our helplessness and hopelessness, then Zechariah's words here will only seem like boring repetition and meaningless piousness. Yes, see, see the danger we're in. See the enemies that lurk around us. See, feel that fear of trying to stand against them alone. And then see what a great joy as we join Zechariah in praising the Lord here. He says, Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. A little child is, is playing in the park. Suddenly she's grabbed from behind and dragged off into the back of a van. Gagged and with a, with a bag over her head, she can barely breathe. The dust stings her eyes. The stench of cigarette smoke and sweat twitches her nose. The ropes tighten, her, uh, cutting into her wrist. What terror, what fear overwhelms her. Will she, what will happen to her? Will she ever see mommy and daddy again? What a long, cold night that is. Alone and terrified. The next morning, when those van doors open, there stands mom and dad ready to welcome her home. Why? Why she's free. And why? Because the ransom has been paid. He has come and has redeemed his people. He has redeemed you, dear friend. Jesus' blood ransoms you. Praise to the Lord our God. A baby rhino, a rhino calf, drinks at a water hole. A tiger jumps at it and will soon tear it to shreds. But the mother rhinoceros charges out of the tall grass and with her horn drives away that tiger. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. So Jesus came from the house and line of David, born in Bethlehem, the city, the town of David. He came to drive Satan away before that predator devoured you and me. Jesus saves you. Praise to the Lord. So see your real enemies. The sin that your natural Inborn nature craves, wants to re-kidnap you and steal you away from your heavenly Father. But you have been redeemed, dear friends. You have been redeemed, the pri- you have been bought at a price. Why sell yourself again as a slave to sin? Satan's icy fingers long to drag you and me back into the thrall of death and hell. But Jesus, 
Jesus is mightier than, than, than Satan. Praise to the Lord our God, for he has worked salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Here, dear friends, here is the source of true fearlessness. This fearlessness certainly does see the terror of our sin, the tyranny of Satan, and the torture of hell. It knows that death is the wages of our sin, what our sin has rightly earned us. It it knows that we do not have the power to stand against Satan, for it sees our hopelessness, our helplessness, our wretchedness. But this fearlessness, dear friends, then rejoices. It rejoices because the Savior has come. It rejoices in Jesus. He is our rescuer. He is our ransom, our strength, our salvation. Praise to the Lord our God. But what about our doubts? Doubt is the mother of fear. How can we drive out our doubts so that we can can live without this constant fear? Doubt led Zechariah to question those, the angel's words when Gabriel said that his wife would have a son. And so for nine months, Zechariah could not speak until his son was born and given the name John on the eighth day. And maybe that's what we need sometimes too. A time to be silent and to listen instead of speaking. For you see, dear friends, that's how the Lord drives out doubt and takes away our fears. Not by our speaking to Him, not even our speaking to Him in prayer, but by His speaking to us in His Word. He speaks to you and to me so that we can listen and take to heart His Word of promise. That's how throughout the ages He has has turned doubt into faith and fear into joy. He makes, he speaks his promises and then keeps his promises. Or as Zechariah puts it here, he has raised up a horn of salvation for us as he said through his holy prophets of long ago. In fact, our God has done even more than simply speak his promise. He not only spoke his truth, but he also put it in the form of a covenant, a solemn promise sealed by blood, by the blood of his Son. He took an oath when he made this promise. Yes, even though his word alone is unbreakable, he wants his people to be so sure that he is going to keep his word that he not only spoke it, but he also sealed it with an oath so that there would be no doubt. That is how fervent and earnest he is in wanting us to believe and hold on to his word of truth. He does not forget his promise. Rather, he remembers his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham. And he made his oath to you, dear friend. On the day that you were baptized, he swore to you that your sins were washed away, that you are forgiven. And he renews his covenant with you each time you eat and drink the body and blood of Christ in the Lord's Supper. He wants to drive out your doubt and change your fear to joy. For he has made his promises and he keeps them. Praise to the Lord our God.
And look now also to your friends. Look at what he has given for us to do here. Now that he has rescued us from the hand of our enemies, he grants us the blessing of serving him as his own dear children. He enables us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. Do you need a purpose for this new year? Are you looking for joy in the days ahead? Then consider your service to the Lord. And I'm not simply talking about church work here. I'm not even focusing on that in particular, though that is included. But think of all that you do throughout your daily life that comes from faith in Jesus your chores at home, your responsibility as parents, your obedience as a child, your diligence as a worker or a student, your care and faithfulness toward your your husband or wife, your concern and help towards your neighbor. All that we do in our daily life that flows from faith in Jesus, His service to our Lord, And wonders of wonders, he accepts your service when it flows from a heart of faith. That is what can bring us joy. Even when we are doing the uh, most menial or or routine tasks that we just don't want to do, even when we have to do those things we don't like to do but, but need to be done, offer it as service your Lord. For you see, when it comes out of faith in Jesus, then it's not just serving your family or your neighbor, it is serving your Lord. Offer it with faith and confidence. For you see, he enables us to serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. But how can that be? Don't even our best works fall short of his standard of perfection and holiness. Nothing we do measures up in and of itself to God's mark of perfection. Even if we did our duty perfectly, we would still only be unworthy servants. So how can we serve him without fear? Should not the terror of the holy God strike horror in our hearts? so that we uh, hide ourselves in shame? For even our most righteous acts are nothing but dirty rags that cannot hide our nakedness. Yes, that, that is our inborn natural condition. That is the truth without faith in Jesus. Just remember Adam and Eve, after they had sinned, but before God made his promise of the Savior. But dear friend, Jesus has rescued you. The Holy Spirit has kindled faith in your heart and that changes everything. It changes everything. Rather than the slavish terror laboring under a hard taskmaster, we find delight in obeying the will of our Lord who has ransomed us to be his own. We serve him without fear for we believe that Jesus has washed us clean from the filth of our sins. 
We serve him without fear because we believe that Jesus has dressed us in the wedding gown of his righteousness, that he presents us to his heavenly Father as his holy ones, as his saints. Because of Jesus, the Father welcomes you who believe. He receives and accepts you as his own dear child, clothed with Jesus. That's what he promised when you were reborn to the water and word of baptism. That is your faith, dear friend. That is your faith. And since he accepts you through faith in Jesus, will he not also accept the service that you bring to him that comes from that same faith in Jesus? As you carry out your role as husband or wife, as parent or child, as worker or employer, as student, as, as neighbor, as citizen, as Christian, offer it as service to your Lord. Offer it without fear in holiness and righteousness that flows from faith in Jesus. For this faith wants to do what is right in God's sight, what is in line with his holy will and law. This faith in Jesus offers such service with confidence, a confidence that comes not because we've done our best, even though we do want to offer our best. This confidence does not come because we see how much better our service is than others. No, no, faith does not look at others. Rather, faith looks at Jesus. And that is where our confidence comes from, from Jesus. For whatever we offer to our Heavenly Father through faith in Jesus is as if Jesus himself had offered it. And so the Father welcomes it. Through faith in Jesus, you are God's own dear child. And your Heavenly Father welcomes the service that you give as you carry out your roles in your daily lives. Serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all your days. So, dear friends, find joy. Find joy in whatever the Lord gives you to do in this year ahead. Serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness. Bring your service to him like a little child bringing home that coloring page from kindergarten. She brings it home to mom and dad, not because she thinks she's done such a good job, not because she's tried her best or thinks it's better than others or thinks it's a fine work of art. No. She brings it home to mom and dad because she knows how much they love her and she offers it because this is how she can show her love to them. And they welcome it as a gift of love, saying, well done, good job. In Jesus, your heavenly Father loves you even more dearly. Offer him your service in all that you do in life. Offer it as a gift of your love to him in Jesus, for he is ready to say to you, well done my good and faithful child. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God that surpasses all understanding will keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.